Welcome to Artsman and Bites. My name is Imogen Waite and I am the executive producer of the show. In this episode, host Jess spoke with Katrina Cedric, the director and CEO of Acme, about Acme's new Disney exhibition, The Magic of Animation. First off, I'll just get you, if you don't mind, just describing your role um, at Acme and your involvement in kind of like the Disney exhibition. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm Katrina Sedgwick and I'm the director and CEO here at Acme. So I've been here with with the museum since the beginning of 2015. Disney is one of our series of Melbourne Winter Masterpieces that we've been hosting at ACME since 2007, actually. But it's the first one we've presented since 2018 because we closed in 2019 in May to undertake a $40 million transformation of our institution. And um, now, with Disney, the magic of animation, um, we, we reopened in February, the new free permanent exhibition and all of the other kind of offers around, around the building. Um, but it's only now um, that we've opened this uh, wonderful exhibition that we're fully operational across every single space um, in, in, the, in the institution. What is it about the exhibition that ACME just has continuously been thinking we need to have it? Look, I think what's, what's you know, ACME is the National Museum of Screen Culture. So we're interested in all things, um, film, all things moving image, film, television, video games, digital culture, art, and how they all intersect. And we're interested in the kind of continuum of that storytelling, you know, from the present, from the past right through to the present day. And, and of course, that, that extends very kind of deeply even well beyond the kind of invention of cinema in the, in the late uh, 19th century. Um, and something like Disney, I mean, Disney is a, is a studio that is, is quite unique in its, in its, um, longevity. You know, it began in the 1920s and, um, you know, the first kind of hit it had was a, was a short film called Steamboat Willie, which featured, uh, Mickey Mouse and, you know, that, that character and the characters around him, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Donald, Pluto, became almost immediately part of the kind of vernacular, part of pop culture and kind of spiralled off and they've remained part of that for nearly 100 years. And shortly, you know, within a decade, um, 1937, they had created the first, their first animated feature, which was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Again, that, that story, those characters have continued to be part of popular culture in our lives since that time. And they've just kind of continued to slot these kind of iconic stories and create these characters right through since then. And, and the most recent one um, that we've got is, is um, just come to our screens in, in March, um, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. So... You know, they, they are an iconic studio. They've, they've been consistently groundbreaking. Um, their storytelling style has evolved across that new century. Um, and you can certainly see that play out um, in, in, for example, how young women are, are, are represented as characters, for example, in the films. You know, they, you kind of see the transformation from being quite passive um, characters into these very kind of active um, characters. Um, but you also see this kind of evolution in animation style, 
um, just the kind of techniques that they've had to use and they've constantly been at the kind of front end of, of those kind of technical um, innovations. Um, and so it, it, in bringing that to, to ACME, you're, you're telling this kind of wonderful sort of historical and contemporary story. You're telling a kind of analogue and a very digital story. And this particular exhibition is really focused on the craft of animation. So you're really looking at how it's made. And that's something that we're fascinated in process, creative process. Um, so you're seeing from the very first cartoon in the 1920s right through, you're seeing how the animators and the storytellers have, have you know, done in a very, you know, from pencil drawings, they're kind of refining these kind of characters, building these worlds um, that end up in these kind of, um, you know, very kind of complete and finished products. But the journey there is revealed. Um, um, in the exhibition. So there's, there's just so many kind of ticks for us in yeah. terms of hosting this show. Um, that's so funny you mentioned like the innovation that Disney has utilised throughout their, their success because I was literally just having a chat about how in the original Snow White they actually put in the colorization of the frames on the film they put actual blusher on Snow White, mm. which is just, <laughs> when I found that out, I thought that was the most interesting thing. And they're always, they're always ahead of the curve. There's always such like a wonderful kind of like aftermath of everything they do, because you see how that trickles into every other form of um, cinema, which is super interesting. Yeah. And, and beyond, you know, yeah. fashion. I mean, we see, we see it playing out, you know, the, the kind of um, the, the way that those characters have been kind of adopted into pop culture and you see it play out in music and you see it play out in fashion, you know, in street art, well, contemporary art <laughs> across the board, you know, the, this kind of um, appropriation, if you like, um, of these characters and stories and their kind of application into different kind of creative forms. Yeah, I think it's part of the appeal and, you know, we're really seeing a very strong turnout to this exhibition for people in kind of late teens right through their 20s. It's a very, very strong audience for us. Um, and I think that's that's because you know that that particular that, that generation has really grown up with Disney, not just on their screens, but right across how they how they um, express themselves, I suppose, and the kind of culture that they absorb. So I think that's super interesting as well. But just going back to your point about Snow White, um, another thing that they did then that was really interesting is create the kind of multiplane. Um, device and we go into that with a bit of depth and there's a, a, a great um, clip that we showed from Snow White. So the multiplane was where they were able to, they literally created this kind of machine that had different sort of flats, if you like. So you're still painting these two-dimensional flats, um, but then by mounting the camera on the, in front of those series of flats, it's a bit like in theatre, in those days where you would paint, paint these flats to give the, the, the stage depth, they did the same for the film. So you got this incredible depth of image in the animation rather than this kind of 2D representation. It became much more three-dimensional. And, you know, they're doing that in the late 1930s. So, you know, it's, it's kind of really kind of breaking ground. And they've got this beautiful clip of when Snow White first realises that her... her wicked stepmother is trying to get her and she's been told by the hunter, I think she's been taken by the hunter into the forest and then um, to be, you know, 
done over and you know, slaughtered and he takes pity and, and she runs away and, and she's running through the forest terrified, doesn't know what to do, and this kind of really beautiful kind of painting um, or series of paintings that she's running through where she's kind of imagining danger around every single corner. Um, it really kind of brings that technology to life, I suppose, for, for the viewer. And I think one thing that's really important is because obviously they are making such innovative strides in everything they do. Could you maybe give us a little bit more detail about the um, like collection and storage process of these pieces regarding like conservation and how you as Acme project the artwork? Well, it's, it's so where it's come, come from is the Walt Disney Animation Research Library. It's actually a private library that's on the Disney lot and they hold all of the artworks from all of the films, they have 65 million objects in their collection. Um, so this show has been curated uh, by uh, Kristen McCormack, who is part of their team. She's the um, art exhibitions and conservation manager there. And so she selected 500 works out of 65 million uh, to show, to, to make available for the public to see. And so the exhibition's um, been presented in the States and has travelled around uh, to a number of countries before, before coming here. The works that we see are mainly preparatory works. So we're seeing a lot of the sort of very early developmental sketches um, and uh, images and storyboards, gouache paintings, watercolours and so on that, that show the kind of journey then to the final work um, where we then see a, a moving image clip. So a lot of the work is actually mounted in a frame on a wall, interestingly enough, which is perhaps what you wouldn't expect to see in an animation exhibition. But of course, the thing about animated films up until digital arrived is that, you know, they are frame by frame. I mean, in the same, you know, they are a series of still images. And so what we're seeing in the, in the exhibition is the series of still images. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. When, like when you first come into to the exhibition, which is a section in black and white, which talks about that that very early Disney days and, and the Steamboat Willie cartoon and so on, we've we've got some zoetropes on um, on view, and these are zoetropes are kind of pre cinema tricks where they would have they draw a series of still images, and then you spin this device and you look into the device, and the movement of the images gives the illusion of of animated movement. Um, and that is, you know, a kind of a precursor to then the animated film, which plays on um, the kind of real life capturing of, of photography, um, which is what the very early cinema um, was doing, you know, through the through the projector. So you had, you know, um, twenty four frames per second going through through the lens, the projected lens that gave you illusion in those early days of say a train pulling into a platform or whatever it might be. And then the animated image came, which was then a hand drawn cell by cell series of images that that went through the projector. And so so what we're showing is those kind of those, those hand drawn how how you get each individual cell created to then you know give you give you that kind of journey. Oh, wow. That sounds absolutely fantastic. I know that Acme, like since it's been reopened, there's a really big focus on interactivity between patrons and the exhibit itself. Will we be seeing that translated in the Disney exhibition in any way? 
No, it's that's it's not that kind yeah. of exhibition. Um, yeah. it's very much. Uh, it, it's more. It, it, it's more aligned to a kind of uh, traditional art exhibition. Um, I mean, you are looking at artworks. Um, you know, five hundred artworks. Um, the the exhibition design, which has been done by Anita Budai, is stunning, and it really gives you a sense of being immersed in that world. It's very colourful. It's very joyful. Um, it's a really beautiful journey through the kind of nearly thousand square metres of exhibition um, that, that you're exploring. Um, so it, it feels quite, it, it feels immersive in the sense that you're going into a world and it's a really beautiful, colourful, joyful world. But it's the, the interactivity is much more based in our free permanent exhibition, the story of the moving image, which is, which is absolutely designed um, to be interacted with from the moment you enter the museum. You're given a lens um, and that enables you to collect things throughout the exhibition and there's a lot of interactive moments. Um, and that, that show has been absolutely designed for that experience. This is quite different and I think that's why it's a nice compliment. Um, you know, we, we uh, over the last three years, have been developing this, this um, much more encyclopedic um, exhibition with story of the moving image and then with the temporary shows we've been able to bring in these much more kind of focused um, storytelling that kind of complements uh, the, the larger um, ongoing historical and, and current day story. Mm. And do you have like a personal favourite part of the exhibition that you're excited for people to see? Well I I I love I mean I've been saying things like you know I mean I love Snow White um, that you know, the idea of this, what I found interesting about Snow White was this idea of this, you know, girl having to escape her fate, this princess and running into the forest and then finding the dwarves. I loved that, finding this little house, you know, with these little people and being able to kind of hang out with them. I thought I thought was quite magical. And the, the drawings are just very, very charming. I, I, I love them. Um, but I think, I think the two bits that I like um, are probably the ones that, that I found most fascinating in terms of process. Firstly, those very first drawings that you see for Steamboat Willie. The, you know, when you think about what new ground they were breaking, the skill of these animators, the, the way that they've just used this unbelievable economy of line in those pencil drawings to create these emotions um, and very kind of comedic interactions between the characters but but not just between the characters between the characters and the world that they're in so you see them for example there's a beautiful sketch of of them all on a boat and they're you know they're going along a, a stream and they're about to have a crash and there's all this water springing up and the way that they capture not just the experience of the characters but how the water is moving around them in a still image i, I just think is really fascinating and then the other bit I really like is in Wreck-It Ralph, a much later film, I've got this great sculpture there that the animators just they were mucking around trying to think about the worlds that they wanted to create. And so they built this world, this physical world, out of, as the Americans say, cookies and candy. <laughs> it's biscuits and lollies. But they've, they've just created this kind of three-dimensional world which then influenced how they then drew and designed one of the one of the kind of worlds that Rick at Ralph and the characters experienced. And I love that they've just taken these kind of this stuff that was around them 
and glued it together and then used that as the inspiration. I think that kind of resourcefulness and playfulness is so much fun. And we're actually going to design some workshops where you can come in and do that, where you can use household products, food products to, to build a world in a, in a workshop. And I, th I think that's going to be really, really popular. I mean, they didn't think this would last, but they lack it. And for some reason, it's lasted a long time. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be eating it. It's pretty disgusting by now, but looks fantastic. And I, yeah, I just think that kind of, that play is so important when a group of human beings come together to create together a story. And that's what animation is about. It's the endeavour of many, many people. And, um, and I think that really exemplifies that. Oh, fantastic. I'm so beyond excited. The second uni exams are over, I'm going to be there. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging the entire family. I'm really. <laughs> You'll have fun. Yeah, I know. I like my, we were raised on Disney. <laughs> like, so I was so, when I saw this opportunity, I was like, I will do it. I'm keen. I am going to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. As always, it's absolutely wonderful to hear about the exhibitions and from you. It's always lovely having a chat with you. Thank you absolutely so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you for your interest. <laughs>